Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Sports Talk podcast. I am your good old host, good old JR, coming to you live from Las Vegas, Nevada. It has been a minute since I have done one of these shows on my own. I've been adventuring, collaborating with other people around the world and sports and everything, but it is so good to come back to my single platform and to talk to you guys again. Hopefully you guys have missed me as much as I have missed you guys. It has been awesome, but I have been doing good. We got a lot of fun stuff to talk about, and we're off to the races. It is a month away from the new NFL draft. Everybody's favorite time of the year because everybody's record is the same, 0-0. It gives you the hope that maybe, finally, we draft the franchise player that will turn this franchise around. Or, in some cases, keep the momentum going one step closer to the Super Bowl. And for others, retaining that Super Bowl. That's what the draft is all about. It is a crapshoot. And what a better place to host it this year than Las Vegas, Nevada, where everything is a gamble around here. It's I can't think of a better venue. I think they're going to put on a fabulous show. But we are off to the races with our yearly NFL mock draft picks. Starting off with, again, the ever-so-favorite to always hold the number one pick, the Jacksonville Jaguars. After an abysmal 3-14 and season, having the worst offense in football, 28th uh, defense, 3-14 and is rightfully so why they deserve to hold the number one pick. And it came with some promise. There's some promising players that they drafted last year. It's just, that was what it was, just a bunch of promise, no results. For example, they had the number one pick last year. They took Trevor Lawrence, the quarterback out of Clemson. If you've listened to my show in the past, he wasn't even in my top five for quarterbacks last year. I did not trust him. People call me crazy. Well, it's not a good start. Your rookie year, and they put a graph of you on CBS, and the graph right next to you is Jamarcus Russell. When you have 12 touchdowns, 17 interceptions, it's understandably so why. Travis Etnine, that was your other first-round pick. He ended up in IR. He got hurt in preseason. Didn't even get to play a single snap. Now, Tyson Campbell in the second round I liked. I thought he was going to be a first-round pick, but they got him up, snatched him up, first pick in the second round. He actually led the team in interceptions with two interceptions. I think this kid's got a bright future. I think they just have to keep building that defense for it all to build together. Another second rounder that they got, Walker Little, the offensive tackle out of Stanford. He was backup to Andrew Naval, Jawan Taylor, the guy's athletic. Now that Andrew Naval walks, does he get a start? We'll see. We'll see. Andre Sisco in the third round, the also lovable safety. Special teams mostly, but 19 tackles, two forced fumbles, and two pass deflections. I think this kid that could start down the road with Tyson Campbell in that secondary. J2 Philly, a defensive tackle everybody talked about because of his width and his play. He just ended up being a third stringer. That's the fourth round for you. Another fourth rounder that they got, Jordan Smith, the defensive end out of University of Alabama, Birmingham. Back up to Calavion Chazon, a former first-rounder for Jacksonville, who looks like 
This could be his last go-round if nothing comes out of it. Fifth round, Luke Farrell, the tight end out of Ohio State. Fourth string tight end, but when he didn't make those receptions, seven of them for 56 yards. That's a pretty good day. That's a very good day. And to wrap it all up, they drafted Jalen Camp in the sixth round. Wide receiver out of Georgia Tech. He is no longer on the team. He is part of the practice squad for the Texans. Now, all of this could be, you know, you can't really blame one thing. It could be a bunch of things. It could be bad drafting. It could be bad coaching. Or it could be why the Jacksonville Jaguars had a terrible season was Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer is the worst thing to ever happen to the NFL. And that's a saying a lot. That's saying a lot. Coaching-wise, he is the worst thing to ever happen in the NFL. That is to exclude Chip Kelly, Bill Callahan, Lou Holtz, and a bunch of others that have tried the ranks. Nick Saban, Urban Meyer is the worst thing, coaching-wise, to ever happen in the NFL. It was from disaster from day one. He got hired as the head coach of the Jaguars. Then he decided to hire his good old friend Chris Doyle as team director. Well, later on he was accused of making racist remarks in Indiana. And after such heated backlash, he resigned. It's alright. It happens. I mean, he was your friend. You should have known something about your so-called friend. I wish that could be the worst thing that happened, but it gets even better. Two days later, he signed Tim Tebow. Yes, that Tim Tebow. The one that was the former first-rounder quarterback for Denver. He signed up to tight end. Only played three snaps of preseason before they realized, yeah, we got to let you go. Or else the coaches would have left. I think the coaches would have just said, we're done. Now, you remember that kid I told you about, Travis Etnie? I didn't think he was a bad kid. Everybody had him as the best running back. I had Najee Harris as the best running back. Now, I'm not saying that Travis Etnie can never be a superstar running back or he can never be a productive running back in the NFL. But not when Jacksonville already had a running back in James Robinson. And I wish that was the worst part. Urban Meyer then openly admitted that he was going to draft Kadarius Toney. The wide receiver the Giants drafted in the first round. Who did absolutely nothing either. He did more. He played more, but still nothing. Then, two weeks into preseason, he told reporters that they are going to cut players due to their vaccine status. Their COVID-19 vaccination status. That opened up an NFLPA investigation on him. Oh, it gets better. You drafted Trevor Lawrence because he was going to be your savior. Two weeks, he opened his mouth again. Open quarterback competition between Trevor Lawrence and Gardner Minshew. By the end of preseason, he got traded. Taking first team snaps away from Trevor Lawrence that he needed as a rookie in training camp. And I wish that was the worst, but it keeps getting better, folks. It keeps getting better. They start the season 0-3, losing by a lot to a little. Week 4 happens. They are in Cincinnati for Thursday night football. 
Now, this is pre-Cincinnati. We didn't know the kind of run that Cincinnati was going to have. And I wish we would have looked into more because I'm pretty sure they played well that night. Game's over. Everybody goes into the team meeting. You know, gets on the team plane. Urban Myers is waiting outside the plane. Everybody gets in. Everybody gets in. Waving him down. Hurry up. Hurry up. Hurry up. Then he gets on the plane. Tells his players. Tells his coaches. Tells the general manager. Tells the owner. Hey, you all played a good game. It just didn't go our way this time. Don't worry. Monday, we'll go back. Get back in there. We'll look at the film. Remember, it's our. we're going to look back into this film. And we're going to get into it. We'll get better. I'm going to stay back because I have family here. And I got an Ohio State event here that they invited me. So all of you take care. Don't do anything stupid in the media. Be professionals. Those were his words. Not mine. Be professional. Three hours after the game was over. Three hours after the game was over. There's a viral video of him hitting on another woman. By the way, he is married. There is a Miss Mrs. Myers involved. There's another video of him doing inappropriate things to another woman. Flirting. Inappropriately touching. And not just any other woman. A college student at Ohio State at his bar. At his bar. Touching her inappropriately. Flirting. Taking pictures with her. Comes back Monday. Apologizes to each and every single player. And they laugh at him. They laugh at him. Down the road happens. They're losing. They finally get their win against Buffalo. A great win. Maybe this guy is onto something. Maybe they're coming together. Next day, he called all of his coaches on the staff losers on why he hired them. Why should they have a job next year? Then he decided to argue with Marvin Jones, his first prize free agent, his only last prize free agent. Then he benched James Robinson because of a play dispute. Yeah, that's funny. So you you bench your rushing leader for dispute, your only offense that you had at that point. Okay, that's smart. Then a kicker comes out during preseason. Urban Meyer kicks this kicker where he had surgery and told them to make his effing kicks you deep, you dip bleep. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of an Urban Meyer NFL career. His first and last draft, his first and last everything with NFL. It might be his first and last thing anything to do with football. A whopping 2-11 and 11 record. <laughs> yeah. 
this is a man that couldn't let go control that he had in college. Didn't realize that these were men that he was talking to. Can't treat them like kids. And he didn't understand that. Jaguars went out to play. They only ended up winning one more out of their next four. And they move on. But you know, after everything I said, there's still a lot of hope for Jacksonville. I want them to be competitive. It's just when they're picking number one year in and year out, it's pretty hard. But I think they're doing, so far, it's a new regime comes in, same old decisions. Let me give you an example. They bring in Doug Peterson as the new head coach. Perfectly fine head coach. Super Bowl champion. And honestly, I think he would have been better. I think Philadelphia made the wrong choice by choosing Carson Wentz over Doug Peterson. We know that now. But understand, Doug Peterson doesn't take this job unless he doesn't see that there's any hope, any potential. And there is potential on this team. I mentioned James Robinson. Eight rushing touchdowns, 767 rushing yards. Marvin Jones, still productive. Getting older, but he's still productive. 73 receptions. 832 yards, four touchdowns. Josh Allen, for the third year in a row, leads the team in sacks with seven and a half. And Tyson Campbell, the rookie, led the team in interceptions with two. Jamal Agnew is a special teams ace. And Miles Jack, well, he was the team-leading tackle. He's now heading to Pittsburgh. And this is where I come in of, I'm going to give Doug Peterson the benefit of the doubt. But something's either up with him or the general manager. You let go of your your leading tackler. He goes to Pittsburgh, which I think Pittsburgh did an amazing job. I think that's going to be, that's going to relieve some heavy duty off Devin Bush. But we'll get to that later. You didn't want to pay Andrew Norwall, but you wanted you would perfectly fine paying Brandon Sheriff from Washington. You didn't want to pay DJ Chark, but you're perfectly fine paying Christian Kirk. And by the way, Christian Kirk is now the third highest paid wide receiver. And I know some of you are going to listen to this and be, who the hell is Christian Kirk? This man was the number three wide receiver in Arizona. Never recorded a thousand yard season. His best one was this year. 900 yards and decided to pay him $21 million a year for the next four years. Not only that, they decided to sign Zay Jones, the former wide receiver from Las Vegas, to $8 million a year. Now, no disrespect to Zay Jones, but $8 million a year for a guy who's never topped 800, 900 yards? In a season, it's pretty bold. That's pretty freaking bold. Evan Ingram, the journeyman tight end, he is now going to go on his third team for the third straight year. But I will say this. I will say this. The Jaguars need a lot of help. Doug Peterson is the right man because I think no matter what players you give him, He will turn them into contenders. Remember, 
This is the same Doug Peterson that had Nick Foles, Jay Ajahi, and Torrey Smith as their starting quarterback, running back, and wide receiver to beat the New England Patriots in the Super Bowl. You can give Doug Peterson any player and he'll give the best out of them. He will definitely get the best out of each and every single that they bring in. So where does Jacksonville go from here? Your draft class showed promise, but not enough wins. Nah, can't even say promise. They're NFL players, but they don't look like it. They play in the NFL, but they don't look like it. Can Doug Peterson get the best out of Trevor Lawrence? What's it going to do with Travis Etnie? What's it going to do with James Robinson? What are you going to do with Chennault now that you know he's the fourth receiver on? He, you guys, he's got four valuable wide receivers. Do you trade him? I say keep him. Give Trevor Lawrence every opportunity to succeed. You franchise tag Cam Robinson, but what is he? Is he a left tackle? Is he a left guard? We don't know. Is this the year that Walker Little gets to play? I don't know. But I will know I do know this. Jacksonville got better just by hiring Doug Peterson. And it's not going to be a quick turnaround. It wouldn't shock me if it does. But I think Doug Peterson is the right man for this coach that's going to bring discipline to an undisciplined football team. Brings up the question, though, what do they do with pick number one? Well, whenever I do these picks, I do the picks of if I was the general manager of the team. Not what I think they're going to do if I was the general manager of the team. Where, what is my weakest point? So with that being said, in my opinion, with the first pick of the 2022 NFL Draft, The Jacksonville Jaguars select Ikem Ekonu, offensive tackle, North Carolina State. The guy was just born to play football. 6'4", 320 pounds. The man was just born to play football. Understand this. Freshman, he made the All-American team. The freshman All-American team. The same year, he made third-team All-ACC in 2020. Following year, first-team All-ACC 2021. He won the first-ever ACC Jacobs Blocking Trophy, giving to the best linemen in all the Athletic Coastal Conference, the ACC Conference. He was also a unanimous All-American in 2021. As a freshman, he started a left tackle, starting, did 37 pancake blocks. So there's no question of his power, and there's no question of his speed and his agility. His sophomore year, he had to start at left guard. He was a senior at left tackle. But due to injuries, he had to move back to left tackles, where he outperformed 50 pancakes, 22 knockdowns. Again, there is no question about this man's strength and his agility. And the competition was always there for him. 
mean, unless you live in the SEC world, then there's no other conference. But, I mean, they're they're just as blind as certain groups in the world. But we're not going to get into that. 34-inch arms. 10-and-a-quarter-inch hands. He ran the 40 at 4.9. 4.9. He had a 10-yard split of a 1.76. That is freakishly fast for a big human. 29-inch vertical. 10 inches, 8 feet. Broad jump. The three-cone drill, 7.82, and the 20-yard shuttle, 4.73. Understand this. Ikum and Kwanu. I have more faith in this man turning the franchise around than I will ever have Trevor Lawrence turning this franchise around. What does that mean for Walker Little? Just keep playing your time. Just keep playing your role. Keep getting better. Keep getting better. Because now when you look at it, should they go Ecom number one? The new offensive line for the Jaguars will be Ecom at your left tackle. Cam Robinson, you can finally plug him in at guard. Brandon Linder, he's not the best center, but he's one of the better centers in the league. He's one. He's up there. He's up there. Top 12 at least. Brandon Sheriff, the, the amazing Brandon Sheriff, who's always going to be a Pro Bowl right guard who's always going to be your staple. He is going to be your big presence at the right guard position. And Jawan Taylor, your right tackle, who's coming up to a contract year here. Who's to say that if Jawan Taylor can't come up with the deal, Walker Little doesn't take that spot, and you already got your backup in place. But for right now, if you give Trevor Lawrence that line, he's going to be in the same boat as Tua, as Baker, and as Derek. You have the talent. You have the offensive line. If you can't win with this talent, Trevor, baby, I'm already predicting three quarterbacks in the top 10 next year. Who's to say that you're not on the chopping block next year? Because Doug Peterson has no patience. He'll give you every opportunity to succeed. But if you can't show him nothing, he is not afraid to tell you what it is. Do I have faith he could turn it around? No, I do not. Like I mentioned to you last year, Trevor Lawrence wasn't even in my top five. Because I didn't see it. Nothing... I look at Trevor, there's nothing to me that says NFL Hall of Famer, NFL franchiser, NFL quarterback. There's nothing to me that says that. But we'll see. Maybe Doug Peterson can bring something out that nobody could. Maybe that maybe even Dabble Sweeney couldn't. But we'll see. But that's what I would do if I was Jacksonville. Go with Eko McConnell, and I get it. There's a lot of players out there, you know. I think that's what's so good about this draft is there's not a consensus number one. They could definitely go Aiden Hutchinson, pair him up with Josh Allen, 
Evan Neal. That it seems like everybody likes Evan Neal more. I just think Ecom fits better with Doug Peterson than Evan Neal. Kyle Hamilton. They need a safety. But do you want to draft a safety number one? Not saying that's the worst thing in the world. There's so many ways the Jacksonville Jaguars can go. They can draft whoever. They can trade down. They can get more picks knowing that they need a lot of help. Maybe there's a team out there that a play, they like a player really bad, but they need to get number one. And they have multiple draft picks. Does Jacksonville take that deal? I don't know. Jacksonville is in a position where they have to get this right. They have to get this draft class right. Because their division, honestly, really? Indy's good. We don't know how Matt Ryan's going to do. Tennessee, they're a good regular season, but you could catch them on a good day. The Texans have their own problems outside of football. I'm not saying winning the division is tough. I'm not saying that the Jaguars are going to win the division. But maybe if they get this draft right, who knows? Maybe the man that's leading the ship this time can steer him to the promised land that he steered Philadelphia just those few seasons ago. And that's going to do it for today's episode, guys. I want to thank all of you guys that are going to tune in, that did tune in. You know, it's always awesome to catch up with you guys. And like I said, I hope uh, you guys miss me just as much as I missed you. This is going to be a monthly thing. And once this draft's over, we're going to go back to our regular programming. All sports, all the time. But today, for this next month, it's all about the NFL mock drafts. I want to thank everybody that's helping me during this project. Brandon, Lingo, EJ, Uncle P, Smash. And all you listeners out there, I want to thank all of you guys for all your wonderful support. You know, it's so awesome to hear from you guys. I love the interaction I have with you guys. You know, and anything I could do to make it better, please let me know. I'm always up for criticism, constructive and harsh, and how I can make the show better. But until then, this has been the Jaguars' first pick. Tomorrow, we're going to go with... The Detroit Lions, a team that has talent. They just don't. They just don't know how to win yet. They have no depth, and they don't know how to win yet. But I think Dan Campbell is going to turn this thing around, and I think Dan Campbell is the perfect man for this job. And I will explain that all to you tomorrow. But if you want to get a sneak peek of the Lions. Tune in today on YouTube Live, Jack's Wild Sports Show. Hit the subscribe button so you can catch us live today, 7.30 Pacific Standard Time. Or you can catch me on Instagram Live, All Sports Talk Podcast. We'll be live there too. If you want to get a sneak peek of the Detroit Lions, pick today. But for today, it's the Jaguars. Ikum and Kanu, come on down. You're the next contestant of Can You Turn the Jacksonville Jaguars Around? It's going to be exciting, folks. So strap in because I think this this draft is going to shock everybody. Until then, see you guys tomorrow. Take care.